Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Who's bothering you? Who's bugging you? Who's driving you up the wall, exasperating you? Stone the Banowitz hit the open. Who ready? I'm ready. Who ready? I'm ready. Who ready? I'm ready. Well, give me my dirty theme music, dude. Ken Lavica. Get a run in, make an early cocktail, put a gummy in half. Theo Dorsey. Very excited to have the opportunity to add him to the team. Stone Labanowitz. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It doesn't matter what your name is! It's Lavica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 1063. I've got to say, I've become a massive fan of local sports studio shows. Mm. Over the last couple of days, I've come to the realization that we're so, Theo, we're so bogged down by national sports media and and we're constantly just asking for these people to give us smart analysis. Don't sit there like Mike Greenberg and put on a Jets jersey and rah, rah, gang green. Give us objective, smart sports analysis, especially now this being football season. Just give that to us. And I think more often than not, we're just hearing takes. Like the, the, the national TV media is trying to take our job. Sports talk radio at a local level, we're the takers. Mm. We have the angles. We have the opinions. At the national level, they're trying to take our job. Yeah, they're supposed to be giving us those more objective breakdowns, some stuff that we can feed off of and then deliver the uh, more monstrous, the more volatile takes. But you're right. They're doing a lot of that, and I think – you know, just like the, the old folk, they blame everything on social media and the microwave generation. I think that we're in that era of these national pundits being sucked into the social media microwave generation and wanting everything they do to go viral. If they don't go viral after the show, then they don't feel so good about what they've done. So right. I think that's a big part of it. Everybody wants to, to blow up off some uh, ridiculous little fun thing they did on their show. It's all like they're trying to hit a click-click-click incentive. Yeah. Now – what I appreciate about these local studio shows like NBC Sports Barrier with our friend Dante Whitner yeah. and now NBC Sports <laughs> Philadelphia is that Stone, these are largely guys that born and raised in these cities. They have allegiances to these teams and they're just getting spicy. They don't care anymore. Like They're, they're going to disrespect their team's opponent and they're going to move on and all is well. It comes from the heart and this is what I think I appreciate about these local sports studio shows. Yeah, this is uh, a case of athletes being as confident behind a mic as they were on the football oh. field. Like, it just hasn't left them. It's great. Like, I think down here uh, for the, the pro teams, the studios do a great job, whether it's Craig Minervini with the Marlins and the Panthers, mm. uh, whether it is uh, Will Manso with the Heat. Yep. Like, they all do a really, really good job. Uh, the, the various NBC, sta- uh, Miami stations, uh, whether it be CBS or NBC or Fox down there in South Florida in uh, in Miami, like they do a good job with the Dolphins, yeah. uh, depending on if they have the Dolphins that given weekend. Um, but this is how I have, I have uh, come to appreciate local sports studio shows. I want to listen to NBC Sports Bay Area. Dante Whitner really kicked off this trend for me uh, last week after the 49ers absolutely blasted the Cowboys in Santa Clara. This was Dante Whitner. Former 49ers safety. This was his expert local studio analysis post-game of uh, the performance of, of Dak Prescott, Cowboys quarterback. Let's focus on... So this is not him in studio. This is him against the... You want him on the sideline. I want him on the sideline okay. if we could. You said Standing studio, on the sideline and I went to the Browns the, one. He's doing the studio show on the sideline. Okay. The studio show on the sideline. Uh, Dante Whitner, and just let me know when uh, when he's he's ready to go. He's always ready. Okay, Dante Whitner, he's keyed up, always ready on Dak Prescott. <laughs> what is your overall first take about this 42-10 butt whooping by the 49ers? Dak Prescott sucks. Oh, my God. Period. Dak Prescott. Right? They talk so much about Dak Prescott being a top-tier quarterback, franchise guy. I don't see it. I see them trying to cover up for what he lacks. A lot of quick throws, cutting half of the field off, and giving him easy throws. Other than that, he's not a quarterback that can drop back and really take advantage of a defense and, and, and carve it up. And today we've seen it. The 49ers defense made him look like a Tier 4 quarterback. So- <laughs> Dak Prescott sucks was the first thing that came out of his mouth. 
That's objectively funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. And it was also not entirely inaccurate. Uh, unprofessional, maybe. Yeah. Inaccurate based off of that game? Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not inaccurate. He also was in the stadium, too, so it's like it's easy to get caught up in the moment oh, of yeah. just how bad Dak, Dak Prescott uh, just was so right good. in front of his face. So, yeah, I can't knock him for his opinion. It's just, yes. But then, but then Stone, Dante Whitner in the studio, four walls around him, roof over him on sat on Sunday. Behind the desk. Uh, behind the desk. Air conditioning. Uh, AC, the entire comfort of of modern technology at his disposal. Uh, on the NBC Sports Bay Area 49ers pregame show, here was his expert analysis, his prediction of uh, what the 49ers were going to do to the Cleveland Browns. Let's focus on the Browns' defense, Dante, because it is a good Really good defense. How good is it? Well, they're young. They're aggressive. But they're uh, pretenders. Really? Yeah, pretenders. Why? Um, when you look at the offenses they faced, it's only 32 teams in the NFL, right? 32. Yes. They faced the 16th ranked offense, the 27th ranked offense, the 28th ranked offense, and the 29th ranked offense. Today, they're going to get a full look at the best offense in the NFL. So, in my book, they're pretenders. Uh-oh. Well, Brock Purdy uh, <laughs> go, going into the final drive, uh, he was under 100 yards passing. Yeah. Yes, he had some injuries he had to worry about. Debo, Trent Williams, uh, as, as well as Christian McCaffrey. But still, sub-100 passing yards until the, uh, the final drive of the game. That prediction uh, didn't seem so pretenders. Uh, based off of how he described the Browns, yeah, unless he was like they're they're pretending to to like you know be irrelevant, they're pretending yeah. to be bad, they're playing. They, I, the the Browns defense is a top five unit um, in the NFL right now, and they've proved it Sunday after Sunday. Dante Whitner, I'm not even sure as a guy that used to play safety for those Browns. I'm not sure where the bias crept in there because I, I feel like he should know. Because he's a 49er. He's a 49er. Yeah, I mean, but come on. like that That's where his blood is. He's I mean, just keep doing that every single week where yeah. he's just going to go straight 49er homer? Yes. Yeah, I, I yeah. mean, I think, <laughs> I think, and this is much like me stone with FAU, I know who signs my paychecks, right? Uh, Dante Whitner. Uh, he is he is on his on his perch at NBC Sports Bay Area. He is embracing the role of mouthpiece of the San Francisco 49ers organization. What's wild to me, though, the dynamic. I hear Dante Whitner, and he's taking shots at the opponent any way he can on regional cable television. Stone the Bandwitz, we have a former D1 quarterback, a playoff winning quarterback, and Stone, you're largely supportive. Uh, you 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 like your guys, but you'll point out when it's a team or a person you don't like. Hey, that's good football. What's the difference between you and Dante Widner? Where does that come from? Did he make it to the league because he has more of an edge than you do? Perhaps. <laughs> I, to be honest, with you, I think the answer to that may be yes. Uh, <laughs> I think because he leans so hard one way. Uh, yeah, Stone's it does not get a you jerk far. enough. Stone was not enough of a jerk yeah. to go pro. I was one of the silent jerks. Like, like you just wouldn't be able to know if I hated you or how I felt. But uh, I mean, I definitely did. I just never said it out loud. You're just side eye. I, I do think a bit of that, and I always talk about it. That delusion, right? To just be an absolute idiot and and have nothing going in the brain except the things coming out of your <laughs> mouth. Like that's what makes you successful nowadays. Uh, then there's in in a a, a clinching clip of why I am now declaring my love for local sports studio television. Again, whether it's in a studio or on the sideline. This is NBC Sports Philadelphia. This is, again, in a studio. Mm. This is after the Eagles lost to the Jets in stunning fashion. Jalen Hurts peeing down his leg on Sunday at MetLife Stadium. Robert Sala, and we talked about the quote yesterday. You're about to hear it. He said, we've gone through a gauntlet of quarterbacks and we've embarrassed them all gone through a gauntlet of quarterbacks and we've embarrassed them all and the NBC Sports Philadelphia Eagles postgame crew well they 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 gave their their opinions on Robert Sala the 11 kisses that uh, his players were gonna have to put on Jalen Hurts and company if they tried their uh, famous quarterback sneak which did not happen today but here's Robert Sala the Jets coach on playing all these top quarterbacks that the Jets have played and beaten you know, through these first six weeks, we've played a gauntlet of quarterbacks. And um, I know we haven't gotten all wins, but we've embarrassed all of them. 
I can't stand that guy. I'm just saying, you know. Yeah, you know, they, not out of line. they play the Eagles every four years, so <laughs> yeah. you know, he can he say that. We're, we're, in 27, we're going to get him. Jalen better remember that. You know put, the reality. Put, I mean, put that one in the brain. They did embarrass him. <laughs> yeah, they, they did. did. Well, Stone, can we hear? Can we hear the money meat portion? Just give it to me. I can't stand that guy. I'm just saying. I can't stand that guy. I'm just saying. I mean, it's so perfect. Yeah, it is so perfect there's not a bit of hesitation i can't stand that guy i'm just saying now when we're talking about robert sala i mean i get it i get it like this guy is kind of he's kind of corny if he's you kinda, ain't got no haters if you, you ain't, ain't got no poppin'. haters he ain't popping he dropped that in the preseason <laughs> talking about nathaniel hackett like that's a little corny yeah. like i get it i get it with robert sala but the the matter of fact philadelphia frustration can't stand that guy. Just saying. Can, can I hear one more time, Stone? I can't stand that guy. I'm just saying. It's just so perfect. Yeah. And honestly, that's how I feel about Vic Fangio right now. <laughs> Dolphins. I can't stand that guy. I'm just saying. Like I don't. I don't. I don't. This doesn't have to be something where you hate somebody or you despise somebody. I don't hate Vic Fangio. Mm-hmm. I don't despise Vic Fangio. I have great respect for him. All I'm saying. Is that right now the way he's running that Dolphins defense? It's clearly the, the biggest hole with this Dolphins team. What's going to keep them from making a deep playoff run? Vic Fangio and that defense. The, yeah. the lack of adjustments. Uh, and, yes, the Dolphins may lead the NFL in quarterback hits, but I don't care. What about quarterback sacks? What about consistent pressure? What about against good teams? And there's really been all, only one they've played getting into the backfield. And then he's he's blunt, and I can appreciate that about him. But last week he uh, he said, Christian Wilkins, why has he been struggling along the defensive line just now coming into form? It's because he uh, he had his his contract, his mini contract holdout in training camp. That's why. That's why. Christian Wilkins asked about it yesterday. Said, Yeah, we're going to have to agree to disagree on that. Big mm. uh, Fangio has had similar comments about why Xavier Howard wasn't defending Stephon Diggs in Buffalo. Uh, Xavier Howard wasn't happy, uh, dropped an expletive uh, when when asked why he wasn't allowed to go cover Stephon Diggs. It, it's just, it's not working. It's not working. The Dolphins' defense needs to be more than just okay. And the Dolphins' defense is okay. Total yards, it's bottom half of the NFL. And this is a team that has gone against the lowly Broncos, the lowly Patriots, mm. the lowly Giants, mm. the lowly Panthers. Panthers. And got 14 dropped on them in the first right, quarter. Right. This is the same Dolphins defense that has gone against those teams in their bottom half total yards in the NFL. Like That's not good enough. That is not good enough, especially when you have in back-to-back weeks the Eagles and the Chiefs coming up. Uh, it's just not good enough. I, I, I can't stand right now, and again, it's not a deep, burning hatred, but I can't stand... Vic Fangio right now. Who's a current individual in or around sports you just can't stand right now? Who is a current individual in or around sports that you just can't stand right now? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. And social media at KLV1063. Theo and I are in Boca. We're in the Schmidt Family Center right across from FAU's football stadium. We have a Boca Raton Bowl business luncheon. I'll be on the panel. Why? Don't know. Have no idea, to be quite honest. I mean, Stone, I don't know what I'm going to tell these successful business people here in Boca Raton about sports business, um, but here I am. So I'm going to I'm going to do my best. Uh, I'm going to try and inform the masses. Again, what can I inform them of? I have no idea. Maybe I can tell them about my thoughts on Vic Fangio. Yeah. I think yeah. maybe that's probably the best way to go about it. Who is a current individual in or around sports you just can't stand right now? 888-760-3776. By the way, Stone is back uh, in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, uh, downtown West Palm Beach. I've I've tried to I've tried to ease up over the last couple of weeks. Uh, I, I don't I don't want to be overtly negative. And Stone, you can agree, right? Like, I, I laid off, for the most part, the old Twitter machine on Sunday, even as the Dolphins were struggling against the Panthers. You right? like, did. It was awesome. Yeah, I, I, I was able to show, like I said last week, I'm going to start showing restraint when yeah. it comes to just flying off the handle um, when the Dolphins are playing on Sunday because I have very high expectations. 
And, hey, if we rant about somebody, like we, we pointed out, I thought very respectfully why uh, Desmond Howard yesterday uh, or on Saturday when he tried to, 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 to pull out his Michael Penix Jr. Oh, chant, yes. um, why that didn't work, why that was bad. But we didn't make fun of him. I don't even think I called him a jackass, which is improvement for me. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to work on me, trying to work on myself. So we're not, we're not hating these people. We don't despise them. We don't wish ill will. We just can't stand him right now. I think that's perfect, perfectly reasonable. Vic Fangio, I can't stand him right now. I, stop talking about Christian Wilkins' contract situation and let's shore up the defense against some of the worst teams in the NFL. Yeah. Who is a current individual in or around sports you just can't stand right now? 888-760-3776. Where are you at with this, Theo? You are truly the ultimate petty hater in my life. Right. The, the, the Kansas City Chiefs currently employ a double agent, Okay. <laughs> The Kansas City Chiefs, who are are in route to uh, uh, trying to be the first team since the New England Patriots in the early 2000s to get back-to-back Super Bowl championships, what's the one glaring weakness on this Chiefs team right now, Ken? Uh, the receiving core. Right. And if we point to one particular individual who's out there playing for himself. Probably Kadarius Tony, Actively working okay. against our so offense. You, you think Kadarius Tony is a double agent? The, Kadarius Tony, and here's the thing, he's not – purposefully a double agent I do believe that deep within his soul he does want to win football games like that is one of his primary objectives but his most primary objective is just doing what's best for Kadarius Tony in the moment uh this past weekend um the Kansas City Chiefs actually on Thursday night football against uh. the Denver Broncos there were two situations in which Andy Reid for some reason I don't know he's one of the greatest offensive masterminds of all time he's orchestrated the best most potent offense around Patrick Mahomes for some reason, in two situations, he put the ball in Kadarius Tony's hands behind the line of scrimmage in a decision-making position. One of them was on a, a, a double pass where Kadarius Tony threw the ball into double coverage, which should have been or could have been intercepted uh-huh. had he not been such a poor passer that the ball didn't even get to where he wanted to throw it to. Uh, so, number one, Kadarius Tony trying to throw an interception there. <laughs> and then later on, in a third and short, we, we, we draw up a play where the Kansas City Chiefs have Kadarius Toney as the quarterback, the Wildcat quarterback, doing a read option. He had two options. One of them is to pull the ball and run left. The uh-huh. other is to hand the ball off to maybe one of the most violent runners in the NFL in Isaiah Pacheco, who had a wide open hole to Pretty get the first down. Pretty classic read option situation. Easy, easy read. I could have made it. I made the read from my couch. You could have <laughs> made it if you had the ball in your hands. Just hand it to Isaiah Pacheco. And instead of handing it, he predetermined before that play was even called, he was going to hold the ball because he wanted the glory. He wanted Kadarius Toney to have the ball in his hands for him to go and get the first down. And I will never forgive Kadarius Toney for the fact that the Chiefs have one blemish on their record this year, and that was the opening game of the season, Thursday night football against the Detroit Lions. Kadarius Toney actively working against the Chiefs. He had the worst EPA for a wide receiver since they started tracking the data in one singular game. The drop pass that turned into a pick six, the other drop passes that were you know missed first downs or uh. missed big plays. Uh, Kadarius Toney, I think he also had a fumble in that game. Uh. He's actively worked against the Chiefs. He's the sole reason why the Lions won that game, not just because Kelsey or Chris Jones was out. It was Kadarius Toney giving the Lions the ball in big spots. He uh, is the guy that I can't stand right now. Uh, Stone, do you want to ask Theo what EPA stands for? Oh, I would love to. What does Expected EPA stand for? Edit. Okay, I thought for sure we were going to get a uh-oh, I don't know. Oh, no, I know. I know. I'm an analytics guy. I'm analytics. Now, Stone, ask him what expected points means. Now, what does expected point mean? Okay, so every play that you do, especially <laughs> in job, the Stone. NFL, or you can do it in college football or in regular football, <laughs> mm-hmm. every play, depending on the situation, uh-huh. is there's, an, there's like an average. You think about um, what's that term that we use in baseball that people are used to? Um, war? War. Right, went above replacement. Uh-huh. EPA is. Oh my god, to I'm blown away by Theo right now. I'm an analytics dude. I'm I did not numbers. see this coming at all. But I didn't know you were <laughs> Billy Bean. EPA is similar to win above replacements because it's based on what you would expect that play to gain, and then it it for somehow I don't know how. It yeah, works but now. he's not he's not meeting that expectation. He's going at literally. He had a negative EPA. <laughs> Like EPA is is it, it will be right at zero. He had like a negative three. He's, he's not meeting. EPA. He's not coming close to meeting the expectation of what the plays he's involved in should be gaining. That's yes. the most. I, I 
I am. He's going negative. He's not even just not meeting he's the failing. average. He's going negative. A play that should have been a first down turned into a touchdown for the Lions, and that would give you about as much negative EPA as you could possibly get. I have never heard anybody give such a simple, easy-to-understand explanation of EPA. Expected yeah. points per attempt. I've never I, – I, I did not think – and I and Theo is brilliant, but Stone, I did not think that Theo would be the one to unlock that entire thing for the casuals. Yeah, I'm surprised as well, Holy especially crap. following his foosball day yesterday. But can, right. I, can, I, can I get mine Can I get mine out of yeah. the way real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, and again, let me just re-throw re, uh, out the question Because I can't here. hold it. Who is a <laughs> – what? Who is a current <laughs> individual in or around sports you just can't stand right now? Who is a current individual in or around sports you just can't stand right now? 888-760. 3776. Go ahead, Stone. Explode with it. It's Theo Dorsey. It's Theo Dorsey. <laughs> I can't stand that guy. I'm just saying. Like, I'm just saying. It's Theo Dorsey. I, I, I mean, in, in, a, in a topic like this, in a market like this, why are we talking about Kadarius Tony? He was a fan of this team for a season. We're on the drive time, 1220, talking about Kadarius Tony. We got callers lined up. Nobody wants to hear about Kadarius Tony and the Chiefs. Stone is so fed up. I don't He's know. He's not if even I've a heard, fan. I don't even know if I've heard Stone this fed up about anything ever. You may have broken him. We were just talking about how optimistic and even Keely is, and you have broken him. I think I did break Stone. Uh, does this have something to do with the fact that I tweeted or I sent that message of the you know Baker Mayfield failures? Yeah. So weekend? Theo also today unprovoked <laughs> sent uh, a a reel of low lights. Baker Mayfield missing open throws, all likely to be touchdowns uh, against the Lions this past Sunday. That was some nasty work. Because you, you didn't. It was. It was unprovoked. You're Stone, right. Stone. It was unprovoked. Stone was nothing but <laughs> but congenial over text this morning in our pre-show uh, text thread, and you dropped that on him. Yeah, it's, but it's my third favorite team in the Lions, right? I, I said they were better than the Eagles, so obviously it's the you know it's the Jets, uh-huh. it's the Buccaneers, and the Lions. So if the Lions mm-hmm. are going to get it done, and it has to be Baker, so be it. You know, it's a win-win for me. <laughs> uh, a current individual in or around sports you just can't stand right now. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven. 888-760-3776 social media at klv1063 ron messages in you you whiny bleep hole okay i love that that was not nice ron jesus christ ron also can happy I, tuesday d-bag can, <laughs> can i interject here there, you said Vic Fangio. Now, now I get we are in South Florida. Yeah, and that is the mind. But he's talking about a defensive coordinator. At least Kadarius Tony is a guy that people are familiar with that name. He used to play for the New York Giants. They uh, unceremoniously Florida departed Gators. from yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Florida Gators. Sorry, former first not a legend. Pick. Vic Fangio is a legend. Every, I need more from a legend. He's a fantasy football player that people drafted in like the sixth, seventh round. He's a relevant guy. He's a Sorry, name that people up. recognize. Every, every single Sunday down here in South Florida. Mm-hmm. Dolphins fans scream at their TVs yeah. continuously. Vic Fangio sucks. Yeah. It's a wake total. up, sleepy, sleepy Vic. Wake up, yeah. sleepy Vic. Yeah. There's uh, nobody right. down here wearing their red and yellow talking about, you got to catch that ball, Kadarius. Come on, you're, JT. You're, you're, you're averaging three points in my fantasy team <laughs> this year. I don't like what you're doing with your EPA right now, man. <laughs> uh, let's go to the phones. Uh, let's start Stone with Louie in West Palm on Levica, Theo, and Stone. Hello, Louie. What's going on, guys? Thanks for allowing me on the show today. Yes, sir. Uh, I will have to say I can't stand right now with I'm a Heat fan, so it has to be Damian Litter, man. He was supposed to he was supposed to sign with the Heat this year. I'm sorry. It's not his fault, though. Yeah, it, it, I. So, are you more? Are you more? Uh, you can't stand all of the constant talk and seeing Damian Lillard in a Bucks uniform, or you just can't stand Damian Lillard? Let's get to the bottom of this. I'm, I'm going to say both. Huh? Uh, so you t- you took it personally? I have to say both. All right, appreciate the call, Louie. I got to say, it's wildly annoying to see Damian Lillard playing preseason games for the Bucs. Really damn annoying, really frustrating. But I, I, I'll i only get to the point of not being able to stand Damian Lillard if he starts torching the heat in the postseason. I think that you're right on that. that that's what The thought be, of that I can't stand. That'll be more aggravating than anything else. But right now, it's, he hasn't really done anything wrong. He, he seems a little less jovial than what he probably would be if he was down here with the Miami Heat. Like So you can kind of see that there's a little – I'm not the one to psychoanalyze all these videos people put out, but like there are some videos and stuff that they put out with Damian Lillard where it's like 
That was not his desired location. No, he did not want to go to Milwaukee. He's been pretty clear about it. And also, I mean, I mean, praise he wanted the my heat. guy. He, not only did he want the heat, he wanted to be living in Miami, and instead he went to Milwaukee from Portland. And I feel bad for the guy. I yeah. feel bad for the guy. You know who I can't stand? Joe Cronin, and that is hatred. Yes. Uh, let's go to – that's the uh, Blazers GM, by the way, for those of you scoring at home. Mark in West Palm on ESPN 106.3. Hey, Mark. Hey, I'm I'm listen, I'm with you and I'm gonna provide some context. Are you ready? Yes, please. Why on God's green earth is Vic Fangio held in such high regard? Every time his name comes up on television and I'm watching your ESPN home network, it's almost like they bow at his feet. Yeah. He's been an NFL coach for thirty seven years. Half of those he's been a coordinator. He's been to the Super Bowl one time and lost, where the mighty Joe Flacco lit him up for 34 <laughs> points. Last year, he was gifted an opportunity to win a ring with the Eagles. They hired him as a two-week consultant. Did you happen to catch the second half of the game last year? Yes. Tell me, was... where, where, where does this come from? Where does the reverence come from? What has this guy done? <sighs> He's know. had a, a lifetime to accomplish to win the Super Bowl. He hasn't done a thing. No, and, and I've been so – and I think my problem is, Mark, and, and thank you for the call, and I think you're right on all accounts. And, again, like the guy is a legend, yeah. okay? Yeah. Uh, he's, he's put up some of the greatest statistical defensive seasons we've seen in the NFL, uh, but I think it's pretty telling he's had one go of it as a head coach, right, in, yeah. in the uh, is in, entire time in the NFL. My, my issue, I think what I have done is I got caught up in the Vic Fangio aura, the allure, and I expected more, totally forgetting that a Vic Fangio defense is certainly not de- predicated on constant pressure. Yeah. It's a lot of zone defensive concepts. Uh, that's why you always talk about Vic Fangio and having the right guys. Mm-hmm. And the Dolphins have enough talent, though. And maybe not depth, but enough talent to be able to run Vic Fangio's system, and it has not worked. It's complex. Uh, but what doesn't help is when Vic Fangio is then making comments about guys' contract situations in the preseason, maybe why they're struggling. Vic, why? Like, why? How is that going to help anything? There's no reason for that. Not switching Xavier Howard over to Stephon Diggs. Like, why? Like, what are we doing? Uh, it, the, the weird thing about Vic Fangio, and I don't know enough of the uh, – They're seventh to last in the NFL in, in uh, um, uh, defensive scoring. That's yeah. not good against, especially against this schedule. Yeah, that competition they've gone up against this should not allow for that. But yeah, the thing, the Vic Fangio is is known as this this uh, the guy that has created the the way to stop some of these high powered mm-hmm. offenses of the past decade or so. Um, he does carry that reputation. He has a lot of disciples in the league as well that follow a lot of his um, his defensive game plans apparently. But I don't get it enough to realize why it's not working with the Dolphins. And also, I wonder how much of this is predicated on the fact that Jalen Ramsey. Uh, maybe the better uh, is he the best uh, Dolphins defender when he comes back or he's up uh, there. I still think it's Christian Wilkins. You're talking about secondary in the secondary, like, yeah, yeah. In the, yes, but like between in the secondary, yes. And if you're if you're playing a defense where it's like you're not it's not predicated on getting a lot of pressure like a Steve Spagnuolo yeah. uh, with the Chiefs, yeah, then you're gonna need guys that can cover like Jalen Ramsey. So maybe that's part of it, but yeah, it, it doesn't make sense why the Dolphins defense is struggling so bad. It is it is really frustrating, but I'll say it's not Vic Fangio's fault that Bradley Chubb has uh, one move. You hate Bradley Chubb. <sighs> You have been out on Bradley Chubb since he stepped foot in I South just, Florida. I want to love him, but, man, it, like learn a couple of new ways to get around the linemen. <laughs> uh, he, he's, got, he's, he's got a bull rush and a club move, and that's it. I mean, that's it. That's, that's everything straight line, straight line, Power straight line. Uh, you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Lots to do today. We're giving away live golf tickets, and uh, we'll keep taking your calls and your social media. Who is a current individual in or around sports that you just can't stand right now? Can I hear our friend from Philadelphia real quick on uh, NBC Sports Philadelphia? I can't stand that guy. I'm just saying. Oh, it's so good. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. And we bring in the brains of the operation. 
conversation when we come back. Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer and all-around intelligent maven. He's Steve Politziner for Ask Steve's. We're back after this. It's Levicka, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. I can't stand that guy. I'm just saying. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVeca, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. I love local sports studio shows. I do. Give me NBC Sports Bay Area with Dante Widner. Uh, give me the, the crusty, angry guys in Philadelphia on NBC Sports Philadelphia saying they, they can't stand Robert Sala. I am I am all in on that. Uh, a man who knows a thing or two about media. And by the way, a glowing, and I mean glowing feature written on the man, Barrett Sports Media. And uh, Steve Politiner, he is our business czar. He is a Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer. Uh, he is newly featured and great timing. Tuesday is when he joins us here this week on Lavica Theo and Stone. Time now for us, Steve's. Steve Politziner is a Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, a business maven, an accomplished youth coach, and a worldly family man. Every week he bestows his expansive wisdom upon us. It's time again for Ask Steve's, presented by PNC Bank. See how they can make a difference for you at PNC.com. You've got mail. Steve Politziner, as always, brought to you by Duffy Sports Grill. And Steve, reading through this this, uh, glowing piece written about you uh, and and your acumen as a businessman in the sports media, the sports marketing realm. Uh, I, I had one question that immediately came to mind. How often do you get new headshots taken, professional-looking headshots <laughs> taken? Uh, good to talk, be with you guys. By the way, before I go to that, I'm in studio, and you guys wow. aren't here. It's yeah. the first time I've been in town. Literally. My thing. I'm in the West Palm studio. Where are you guys? Steve, I, I, have, to, I have to say this. It almost feels like this is how it has to be. Right? Like you're, you, Sometimes you're in a cab. Sometimes you're walking down the street. Sometimes you're in your office. We're never in the same place. We have the one opportunity to be in the same place, and I am on a sports business panel in Boca Raton, I know. which is yeah. where I'm doing the show. By the way, I cannot wait to tell the folks here in South County about uh, my now of sports business down here you're going to do Boy. great that's a very esteemed group i saw big. you were that's a very esteemed group and you that i saw <laughs> right, you're right. a, a part I, of but I, some of the yeah some of the real titans of sports in the community what was your question oh uh ask? headshots how often do you get new professional Rare, headshots uh, rarely taken? that one's from I, I think you're referencing the one that's in this recent article that yes. was from uh i don't know a couple a couple years ago here's um, the thing once about you here's the thing once you have a good headshot Leave it. What okay. do you need to do a new one for? But all right, so here's my and, and I think this fits in well because this is a business conversation. Branding is everything, right? But you don't want to mislead the people. I had like eight years ago a good headshot taken of me that was used in promotional materials in and around ESPN West Palm. In eight years though, Steve, I went from having hair to not having hair. Mm-hmm. Not a decision I made, but genetically, that's just how things happen okay. to, to yeah. turn out. So what do I do in that spot then? Okay, so I, I do agree there. You can have a headshot where, where, where then the people see you and they're like, is that even the person? Mm. So I think every few years, <laughs> you, do need to, you do need to get a little bit of an updated headshot. You have a nice look going now. You're in good yeah. shape. Yeah, I'm in good shape, in that, but that's why I have the beard, because if yeah. I have a straight bald like I'm getting there and then a clean-shaven face, I look like a cue ball, and nobody wants that. Yeah, I like a little tighter with the beard. But, okay. you know, I don't, I don't know what the, you want to know the why scruffiness keep, accomplishes, but what, the you know, scruffiness? That's, that's you. Being a distance runner, though, like it's, mm. a, it's a rugged feel. you got to grind. You've got to embrace the suffering, and I feel like it, this is God's honest truth. Like I'm not joking. The scraggly beard makes me feel like I'm more able to like grind. Mm, like Forrest Gump. Yeah, I, sort of like Forrest Gump. Yeah, very similar, actually, <laughs> Theo. Thank you. So the funniest thing is I'm getting ready to you know come on. I'm talking to Stone here during the break. And, you know, I was just running out of a meeting. I'm like, hey, what are these guys, what are they talking about today? And Stone's like, who are you mad at in sports? I was like, is that, that's every <laughs> single day <laughs> Ken show, which is okay. Yeah. Because that's who, you, that's who you are. And then Stone <laughs> said, or maybe you said to him, 
Um, yeah, but I stayed off Twitter for three hours on Sunday oh. and didn't yell at anybody. Like, we, we should throw a party for that. I, I mean, Steve, <laughs> it was unbelievable restraint on my part. I actually was very proud of myself. But get this, yesterday, Stone and Theo, I mean, they'll tell you, I started the show because it was truly the first day of fall yesterday, the first day you didn't walk out of your home and immediately want to die. Yep. Uh, but there was that, <laughs> that crispness in the air. Yeah. It was glorious. Mm. Yesterday, we started the show talking about what right now is your most glorious sports thing going in your life? It was a complete departure from what we usually do. Right. But then I realized something. I learned something. You go, like yesterday, people were uptight on social media. And I think what happens, people go back to work on Monday. They need mm. an outlet. And today was a good day to break out. The, yeah. Hey, get people, this off your people chest. People or you? So all this is is that <laughs> Ken was in a good mood yesterday uh-huh. because it was in the it, it was in the sixties, uh-huh. and then eventually he just got back to being Ken. Right, and right, right. <laughs> people, yes. Yes. people. Uh, I am, I am. You people. are the people. Right. You make the weather. Uh, so, so I've realized though I love sports studio shows now. Dante Whitner in San Francisco's killing, just trashing every opponent <laughs> the 49ers have. Um, and then in Philadelphia, can we can we have Steve listen to the uh, the clip in question from NBC Sports Philadelphia Stone? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's uh, let's let Steve, Steve. This is NBC Sports Philadelphia. This is after the game against the Jets, where they're all in stellar moods. Here's NBC Sports Philadelphia. Nothing little P11 kisses that uh, his players were going to have to put on Jalen Hurts and company if they tried their uh, famous quarterback sneak, which did not happen today. But here's Robert Sala, the Jets coach, on playing all these top quarterbacks that the Jets have played and beaten. You know, through these first six weeks, we've played a gauntlet of quarterbacks. And um, I know we haven't gotten all wins, but we've embarrassed all of them. I can't stand that guy. I'm just saying, you know. I mean, you know, how good is that, Steve? Like, that's perfect. That's everything that I'm looking for in a sports studio show, especially there in Philadelphia. Um, so, so for me, a guy, and this is not hatred. This is not throw tomatoes at the person and 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 embarrass them. But I can't stand Vic Fangio right now. There's too many guys on that Dolphins defense uh, for them to be bottom half of the NFL in total defense, uh, be seventh worst in the NFL in scoring defense, uh, especially with the schedule that they've played. And of all these Super Bowl contenders, there's the biggest difference between their offense and their defense uh, uh, compared to the five or six teams that can go into that conversation. That's a good point because everybody's so high on the Dolphins right now, especially coming off of, you know, some of the other, you know, who appear to be top contenders losing, you know, over the weekend. Uh, with the 49ers and the and and the Eagles and nearly yeah. the Bills, yeah, um, you're you're right. So you're going a little deeper there, uh, saying don't anoint yeah. the Dolphins yet. Their defense has some things to. That's- Still, still to work on. It's exactly right. Now, really deeper is where Theo went. Uh, he says Kadarius Tony is a double agent for the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, that though, Thanks a lot, Steve. That that had Stone say Theo he can't stand right now because Stone couldn't believe that Theo brought up Kadarius Tony in uh, in a West Palm Market radio station and talked two minutes about why Kadarius Tony is back. Oh, I, wait, wait, Stone, because you think that's off. Like, not relevant? I was just so ready. You know, Ken's was good with Vic Fangio. Oh. Everybody listening is like, oh, I hate we even had a caller chime in. He was like, it is Vic, Ken, and let me tell you why. And, you know, we have our gripes about this Dolphins defense. Yeah. Theo comes in hot about some random draft pick for the Chiefs. Who yeah. plays slot it receiver. wasn't. He was, he was drafted Giants. by the Giants. Giants. He's a washout. <laughs> oh, he's kind of hurt and he's Drafted traded. by the Giants. He's been dropped off of everybody's fantasy football team. Oh, yeah. And this oh. is, this, it was 12-20. It was 20 minutes into the show. Yeah. I'm like, nobody wants to hear about I mean, Kadarius Tony. Yeah, the Chiefs are terrible for fantasy football, by they the way. They Outside of tight end. But, oh, yeah, yeah, no doubt. Well, Pacheco, Pacheco is a great. late pick. He's been great. Yeah. But Steve, no. Is this market not full of New York Giants fans? Is this market not full of Florida Gators fans? And is this market not full of people that know first-rounders, Kadarius Tony's a former first-rounder, mm. and know the receiving weapons for the Kansas City Chiefs who are a Super Bowl contender? I'm not going into no deep cuts. I'm not talking about, like, Jawan Taylor, our right tackle, but who you just can't did. line up right yeah, so you're and doing also now, keeps holding. Yeah, you're there you awesome. go. Okay, there I'm you just go. saying. I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah, yeah, I think you brought it back. Now, the tough thing is, with that team, though, you could go a variety of directions, like, oh, I don't know, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, and instead, (laughs) we went Kadarius Toney in that (laughs) spot. But, again, I appreciate he got it off his chest, and now I think Theo Theo feels better. I'm going to go in a totally different direction, and you guys can evaluate this, okay? Mm -hmm. My my annoying person right now in sports is Jim Irsay. 
First off, in general, Jim Ursay is such a poor man's Jerry Jones. <laughs> He's just like, always That's the best description I've heard of to him. Be, to be Barry Jones. <laughs> uh-huh. But I get it. You want to be in the news. You, you need to make the announcements. What, the quote about that Anthony Richardson is maybe, probably, sort of, kind of yeah. going to miss the rest What's of the, the point year. Of that? This is the quote. The most likelihood is he's probably going to be gone for the year. I mean, it's not definite, but he probably misses this year. Like, what are you talking? Like, don't give me anything unless you have something for me. Right. I mean, why would you? Why is a coach? Why is a player? Why is anyone on the team? Do you want him going out and saying just waste of words? Is is that ego related? Is that attention related? What did that just I do? I think that checks every box, actually. Could Knowing you imagine, Jim Irsay, can you imagine I think, yes, Bob yes. Kraft, like when you think about like the Patriots years, can you imagine if Bob Kraft went out and said, like, yeah, Brady's kind of, sort of, maybe a little, you know, hurt. Like, it, that, that is right there, case in point, why the Colts, who, uh, why the Colts as an organization, it's top down. You know, I hit that a lot, but when I'm talking about this stuff, it's top down, top down right there. That's why, like, in the, in the moment of truth, that's a team you bet against. Uh, I, I I wanted to end again. Steve Politino, Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, business maven, family man, youth coach extraordinary, joins us here, Ask Steve's, uh, every single week here on LaVica, Theo, and Stone. We had someone call and say they are, they, they can't stand Damian Lillard. I asked, well, is it the fact that Damian Lillard is, is in a Bucks uniform you can't stand, or is it Damian Lillard? And he replied, both. Let me ask you, uh, we... Uh, ESPN West Palmar, we have three sister stations in Milwaukee, okay? Three of them, kind of three of them. And uh, uh, we have Bucks basketball rights, and it's all Bucks over there, and they've been, they've been celebrating their spoils with Damian Lillard. You, you came down here. You helped start this radio station, ESPN <laughs> West Palm. It was ESPN 760-2003 from a business standpoint. Where's your head at right now? Uh, do you rue the heat not getting Damian Lillard? Are you turning your back on this area? And now you're pro bucks through and through. Where are you at here, Steve? <laughs> so I understand why the fan may decide he hates him because he was getting ready to love him. Isn't it the purest form of the fandom when you put aside, oh, they're on my fantasy team and put aside, I bet on them and just, I'm a fan of my team. I'm going to love who's on my team. And if they're not on my team, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to like them. It's like Dennis Rodman. You loved him if he was on your team. You hated him if he was if he wasn't on your team. <laughs> true. I'm okay with I'm okay with that. He was getting ready to love him. The whole for the last however many months, it's been all when is Lillard getting here? When is Lillard going to be on the heat? And the fact that that didn't happen, and that seeing him in a Bucks uniform in preseason, that that's eating away at him. That's that's I'm okay with that. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, but I asked about you. Yeah, I know. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, uh-huh. stayed I don't avoid that yeah. part. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm a Heat. I'm a Heat fan. But I also, you know, good karma brands and uh, are very invested as well with, with the Bucks. I root for all of our teams, you know, to do well. And, um, you know, there's some special relationships there with the Bucks. But you know, I, uh, the Heater, the Heater, my favorite team that I root for. And I grew up a New Jersey Nets fan. And I still have, I still have oh, a tiny man. bit of Nets in me as well. But um, I spread the love around. I have no hate. Got some splinters from that fence you're riding there, Steve. I have Jeez. no hate. I have no hate. Uh, here's a question from, uh, from a fan. This is Janet in Boynton. Hi, Steve. Always enjoy your valuable insight. At what temperature can I wear boots without getting made fun of? Now, thanks, J- Janet. Yeah, thanks, uh, Janet. That's a great question. And, and, and that, that answer varies depending on where in the country you live. You know, we know that if you're in, a, in an area that uh, experiences more colder climates, you're not breaking boots out at 63 degrees. That's not like a fit. But, yeah, that's, I'm going to kind of say the, um, you know, the, the, the line of demarcation is, is in the 60s. Uh, it yes. may even be 68, like when you feel that little chill, 67. Um, definitely Monday was, was that boot uh, you know, was that boot weather? So for here, Janet was from Boynton. I would say 60s uh, equate to okay to break the boots out. And very good question. And I think something that deserves that level of a level of a clarification. Yeah, no, and I'm I'm glad she asked you. And I think that's uh, very measured. What I will say for those of you that are thinking about breaking the boots out, it's still getting up into the 70s and maybe low 80s in the afternoons. And those boot w- boots will make your feet sweat. Ooh. It is uncomfortable. Yeah, I feel like you Not wear them good. in the morning. It's kind of like yeah. the guys. Like and right now, I have a yeah. I have a shirt and I have like a pullover over it. 
But yeah. once, once it's 72. Can I get that off of you, too, when you get out of here? Everyone, this is, uh, nice. I'm wearing a Honda Classic one today. Yeah. Everyone keeps asking oh, me. Oh, throwback. Want, yeah, everyone wants the throwback gear. I, is that a yes or no? I um, actually, I'll get you a hat. So <laughs> what's crazy, I had, I've, had, I've had three people ask me if, they, if I have any, like, patches, Honda Classic patches. Like, uh, what do, I don't even, you mean your credentials? Yeah, no, like uh, credentials or, <laughs> or like uh, something you could sew on or like a, a hoodie or a, wow. or a, like you have on a pullover. Like, are they going on the market? Are they so people going to sell these for big Because money? there's no more, because the name is changing, then all of the previous gear becomes more valuable? Because, because. I think uh, so. It, well, if that's true, then why when players change teams, don't they right. it's all about the new jersey. Yeah. What about the old jerseys? Like I feel Max, like no one cares about the old jersey. It's yeah. a good question. Like Max Struz heat jersey. Why why are we why are we just all all out getting yeah. a, a Struz heat jersey now? Yeah. You're yeah. saving. No, I didn't even know they were printing those. Then you look broke. <laughs> then you just look like you know you haven't been able to upgrade and go get an LA Struz jersey. Well, so. what's uh, well, well, yeah, you would get a Cavs really Struz jersey. Yeah. Yeah, but but Stone then why would you be okay with the old with the old Honda gear. Because it would be like kind of OG. Like it have OG vibes because you're wearing it. It would be like you were there from, from day one. You know, you got it on day one. Like that kind of holds a little bit of that Yeah, that so nostalgia. if you're wearing a Karan Butler jersey, that's that's like not part of the OG if, heat. If the player is still active in the league but with a different team, then no. You shouldn't be wearing that player's jersey for the heat. But like let's say it's like an Antoine Walker jersey. Okay. Then it's fair okay. game for any, any, uh, any team. Okay. All right, yeah, I like that. That's, that's my ruling on that. I if, just if so you have to put your like Kendrick Nunn jersey away <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> until he announces his retirement, uh-huh. yeah. then you can break it out. All right, I'm just clarifying. If, I may uh, or may not have one of those. If you're in desperate, desperate <laughs> my Tyler need. Johnson jersey. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in desperate need of a Bulls Randy Brown jersey to yeah. try and sell on the black market, chances are you're a little tight in the pocketbook. <laughs> that, but it's a good thing because you can still get a great meal at Duffy Sports Grill, right, Steve? Can't you, Ken? Oh. Oh, yes, uh, Duffy's is your football headquarters all season long. Two for one drinks every day while enjoying Duffy's award winning jumbo wings that feature three new sauces, including the garlic parmesan, the golden barbecue, and the Caribbean jerk. Some football features like your lineup starters, touchdown tots, and everyone's favorite game day buckets. 80 plus TVs in every location. No better place to spend your weekend at Duffy's our game is always on well uh we missed this opportunity to be in uh, studio with it was Steve. Great seeing you guys. See, we have a chance to be face to face with Steve like w- the equivalent of every time uh, an eclipse comes through yeah, right. and, stone uh, and I'll like hold it Wizard down here yes. actually I came in the studio and uh, you guys weren't here stone wasn't here and I was like <laughs> do I need to run the board right now it was like when Will Smith walks into the empty living room yeah. in fresh Prince of Bel Air <laughs> for the final time in the final episode uh deep cut all right yeah, Steve wow uh, that was, yeah uh, that, that was, was a great reference yeah. people know that reference yeah. Yeah, I mean, Hand that was pocket. more relevant than the Kadarius Tony take. <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, it was. Oh, Still man. very obscure. I love it. Uh, Steve with uh, the walk-off. Thank uh, you, Steve. Bye, guys. That's Steve Palatiner. Uh, again, uh, Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer. And read about him and all the great work he's doing with our umbrella company, Good Karma Brands, and uh, the growth of the company, BarrettSportsMedia.com. BarrettSportsMedia.com. And since he admonished me uh, before we had him on, I will be putting it out on my social medias, at KLV. 106.3. Hey, we got more to do. Uh, that's Theo. That's Stone. I'm Ken. It's Levicka Theo and Stone on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Levicka Theo and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Stone, maybe you can help me with this. Like when I when I lift up my shoulder, like, you know how when you put your elbow at your side? Yeah. And then you raise your elbow up to your, well, shoulder level? Yeah, a little lat raise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have this, like, this sharp, and it's not excruciating, but the sharp, annoying pain in my shoulder when I do that. Like, I can throw, I can do push-ups, I can lift weights, all that stuff. But as soon as I do that, it's, it's like a tangible uh, kind of sharp pain. Like, what is that? Um, I, I can't tell you what it is, but you are at the FAU Athletics Facility. Yeah. So what I would do is go get a foam roller, kind of put that arm to the sky, lay on your side, and okay. kind of roll it out until you can find that point of inflection. 
and kind of just try to squeeze it all out, get all that lactic acid out. I I don't know what you yeah. throw. You said I can still throw. I have no idea what you throw, um, or, wow. or, or, or anything. But uh, Whoa. and just in case you want to pump some more iron, yeah, do some uh, lat rollouts with the foam roller. Did he, why is he being disrespectful? I mean, I can't. Yeah, that was an unnecessary shot. Like yeah. I, I I've talked about how I do throw baseballs and throw footballs fairly regularly because I don't want to <laughs> uh I, I don't want to catch the old man syndrome yeah. of looking like a dope when you throw because all old men if they don't throw regularly are going to throw like old men and I don't want that yeah you got to keep it smooth and I don't know what that's called but every man goes through it if you don't throw for a long time and you get older your throwing looks terrible it's like it gets tight and you start pushing it it's like a push syndrome right stone yeah it's a little shot put they call it you shot put it instead of throw it yeah so again that was unnecessary but I do appreciate you uh you giving me uh uh, and I just thought him being a former quarterback maybe he's had something like this before but no Um, Maybe I'll stop by Baptist Health Orthopedic Care yeah. the team, a skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacements, spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho. For more information today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Stone, should we do something for the people? Oh, yes, we should. Okay. We're going to do some some things for the people. Seventh caller right now. Sound good, Theo? Seven, seven, seven seventh ball, caller yeah, like right now. Uh, I've heard nothing, Stone, but great things. No matter how you feel about Live Golf and its existence, I've heard nothing but great things about the fan experience at Live Golf. Have you heard the same? Of course I have, and I just want to see my boy Pat Perez swing the clubs, man. Patty Perez, who joined us uh, two weeks ago now here on LaVica, Theo, and Stone. Live Golf Team Championship is October 20th through the 22nd. So that's uh, that's this weekend. This weekend at uh, Trump National Doral. This weekend, Live Golf Team Championship. It is the final. It is the final tournament of the Live Golf season. It's where they determine the team champion, the individual champion, Dustin Johnson, Jupiter resident, the defending champ of Live Golf. We have two ground pass tickets for Friday. That's Friday. That's the the uh, Live Golf Championship. The ground pass is all-inclusive, all fan activities on site. You get in. You've got uh, all the names of Live Golf. You've got the energy, live music throughout the event. There's an interactive fan village, performance zone. There's a kid zone, something for the whole family. Uh, we have two tickets right now for you to go see the final Live Golf event of the year. It's Friday. These tickets are for Friday. Two ground pass tickets gives you access to everything. Seventh caller now, 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776 at Trump National Doral. Final tournament of the Live Golf season, the team championship. Friday, two grounds pass tickets because we do things for the people. We do things per year. Seventh caller right now, 888-760-3776. Two tickets, ground passes, Live Golf Championship, Friday at Trump National Doral. Call now. 888-760-3776. Hour two on the way. He's Theo Dorsey. He's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Ken Levick. It's Levick, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. <laughs>